Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Thanks, Pat. Call toll-free 800-630-1490. That's 800-630-1490. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Again, 800-630-1490. 800-630-1490 today. Or at SwissAmerica.com. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Dot com. Welcome to the birthday Radio Law Talk on the 2nd of April 2022. It's Denise's birthday yesterday and Todd's today and we have a wonderful time uh, hanging out together. This is the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. Um, remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Seek counsel. Don't use us as experts unless you want to tell the in-laws that are sitting around the table when they say the famous, they say. You know, Fred, they say. You say, well, let me tell you what Radio Law Talk says. Different story. Look, we're going to finish follow-up talking about this fertility clinic being sued. We talked about it our first hour. This is a three-hour show live, 9 to noon Pacific time uh, on your radio uh, and by the way, Cal always says this, but I'll throw it out there. And look, if your radio station only airs us one or two hours, you can go to radiolawtalk.com, click on the live button, and you can listen to us live. Uh, but this fertility clinic lawsuit, we're going to continue discussing the issues there, and not just the, the legal issues, but uh, uh, some maybe uh, uh, mental issues of, of the of the 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 couple and of the child and and how this has affected them basically what it was is they uh they 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 wanted two girls and and the fertility clinic basically produced a, gave them an embryo that had a that was a boy because they can tell if it's a boy or girl and whether or not they can bring lawsuit uh, about that or not and by the way their argument is there was a breach of contract medical malpractice and battery. And battery literally means because they implanted the improper thing in their body. And But the lawsuit's coming up. It's already started. And the question is, how's this going to affect the child, first of all? And how's it going to affect this couple also? So we're going to talk about that. But why we're here is one thing and one thing only. You know that, Cal. We're starting all over because I already beat everybody in case or no case. <laughs> so roll it. All right, here we go. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yeah! Pam Fergus is a college professor with a uh, with an apparent uh, 
uh, come, come, come again, with an apparent larcenous heart. Uh, she raised $200,000 uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota, in honor of Philandro Castile, the St. Paul, Minnesota school cafeteria worker who was shot and killed by a police officer during a traffic stop in 2016. Uh, the funds were supposed to be used for children in Minneapolis, Minnesota area who did not have the money to pay their school lunch fees. So she went out online and raised money for this cause. $200,000 and she kept it all. Did she commit a crime? That's the essence of our very simple radio law talk today. And Denise, I'd like to start with you. Did she commit a crime? This professor who led the fundraiser said she wanted to do good and ended up enriching herself instead. What do you think? It means. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, if you go out there and you represent that you are raising funds to do good and to um, create a fund for children that can't afford their lunches, and then you pocket all that money and don't do, give any part of it to that charity or the charity you're supposed to create, then that is a crime. Well, what, what if you're like some of these other charities that we hear about all the time where they raise a lot of money and the lead of the charity just puts most of it in their pocket and gives a very small percentage to the charity itself? I mean, that is relatively common, unfortunately, from what we've been told. Yeah, but cost of administration of that charity or cost that, that, that the – primaries of that charity are getting paid, that's probably a valid expense, but not for the whole amount. Not just putting it in your pocket. Yeah, I mean, even maybe if she'd put $10,000 there or something for the children, then it would perhaps be deceptive, but not necessarily a crime. Maybe even 50 bucks. Fred, what do you think? Case or no case? I Is think it? it's a case. Oh, that's your yeah, right, case. case yeah. I think it's a case, and I think because you were talking about it, that she wins okay that, that, that's good and Fred what do you so think? what's interesting about this is you there are sites and I can't remember the name of the sites that will will look at these charities and review them and tell you give them a grade as to how much there's some of these CEOs get paid huge huge salaries to run these charities and I that's why I give to a certain charity doesn't pay CEOs um, and and then I let that charity disperse it but um, there is a site. I don't remember what it's called. Todd, do you remember Denise? I, I know there's a site called ProPublica, which uh, makes available the annual filings that charities have to file with the IRS uh, that go over the disbursement of their funds. It, where right. did the money go? Right. right. And so that that's one that I know of. I know there's. A, you can just Google it and figure that out. But here here's the situation, Cal. And I know that that's exactly what you're saying. That's what scares me about the GoFundMe's. I'm not a GoFundMe advocate. I'm just straight up honest with you because I've seen what people done with the GoFundMe money, you know, and GoFundMe to help this situation, that situation. Oh, I'm going to buy a new car. Or I'm going to – no, this was for your child that was hurt or something happened. And so um, I think you've got to be very careful with the GoFundMe. Yeah, because in this professor's very case, careful. she really meant GoFundMe. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, Todd Kuhnem, what do you think? Well, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Fred. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Forgive the answer me. is this is a scenario but not a case, Cal. Okay. That's your answer. Okay, so Nisa's case, uh, the defendant wins. Fred says scenario, no case. Okay, Todd, go ahead. All right, I'm going to say that this is a case, and I'm going to say that the defendant, the, the T. 
teacher or whatever she, that she loses. And and I'm going to go further out on a limb that, that, that she has to pay the money back that she's found liable for this because we're talking about principles like fraudulent inducement, uh, larceny by trick, uh, those type of things. And I think she loses because you, Cal, let something slip Uh-oh. when you said, well, what about these charities where all the money goes to administrative? And so I think that you saw that she – had this, she lost, and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, if she's liable, how come all these others aren't liable? And the big reason is in the disclosures for the other companies, you can use, or for the other charities, you can usually go on and find out, they disclose how they disperse their funds. Where she would get in trouble is if she says, I'm getting this money and it all goes to the kids. And then if it didn't all go to the kids, then it goes to her you can research charities and find out and sadly there are several big name charities where less than 10 percent ever go to the actual cause all the money donated goes to the administrative costs and some of the ceos of these charities are making a ton of money but uh, there's one in particular that i'm thinking about was a fund me for the wall and there are individuals right now being charged for raising money for the wall and the money not getting to the wall yeah oh that's right you're talking about the border wall uh, between mexico and the united states right right. and and i i was thinking of a certain uh current president who after he was done with his vice presidential duties and before he ran started the biden cancer institute research institute and of the money retained not a single cent was ever spent on cancer research (laughs) it all went to administrative costs well everybody got paid well running charities is expensive it is it is (laughs) okay yeah hence hence we're going to be back and talk about this that i just the gofundme stuff i'm just not excited about so we've got denise saying it is a case and the lady wins i say it's a scenario not a case todd says it's a case and the lady loses and we'll be back after these messages to find out the charity walk, what I'm going to call it, the charity money walk away case. Uh, You've you got to be careful. Like Fred said, you have to be careful and vet the places to which you donate. And uh, so we'll talk about that as we continue here on Radio Law Talk, which, as Fred pointed out also, is heard every Saturday live, 9 to noon Pacific time. You can listen to us then anytime you'd like. We'll be back. Radio Law Talk. Radio Law Talk. This is Radio Law Talk. Radio Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 
That's 800-918-1376. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739. That's 800-710-3739. Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk. Cal, tell us about the case or no case about the fund me, go fund me money and the individual keeps the money. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure that it was a GoFundMe. But, Whatever. But it was just something she set up. Yeah, but it's a similar kind of a thing where she said, we all feel badly that this uh, cafeteria worker was killed in a traffic stop. So let's raise some money and pay the lunch fees for poor kids who can't afford it. Of course, not thinking that there was a federal program that does that already. Anyway, the question is, did she commit a crime? Is there a case or no case? Todd, you said 
case. Denise, I said case, and she is prosecuted, and she loses. Okay, Denise, you said case. And she escapes liability or escapes the crime. And Fred said? No case. It's a scenario. Well, here's what's interesting about that. We're all wrong. <laughs> For those of you who said it was not a case, may I see that? It's me. Okay. For those of you who said she wins, let's see that, Denise. Uh, those of you who say she loses, that would be Todd. Guess what? Civil matter settlement. We all lost? The DA did not charge her. Mm. And instead said, if you want to avoid being charged, you will come up with the funds that you got and donate them as you promised you would, and we will leave it at that. He said it's up to the discretion of the state attorney general, and I'm not going to charge as long as the kids get their money. Hey, she will have learned her lesson. Here's the question. Yeah. Was an actual civil suit filed? Nope. I win. It was a case a scenario, but not a case. Yep. There was no case filed. Yep. The, Fred the, Penny, two points. The AG put out a news release, and he said yes. this is just how we're going to do it. So, so it was a civil matter, and it settled. Yeah. Without a civil lawsuit being filed. Not a civil case. It was just, not. As I said, it was not a case. So no lawsuit Scenario. was filed. No. That's it. Okay. Right? No. But, and she. I liked, I like it to beat the birthday kids. And she. Cal. <laughs> the birthday kids are be getting beat today. Okay. I think, I think we're going to have to smack down here. Yeah. What I, do you think? I think next week Fred's going to have to bring carrot cake. Uh, and, I know. And, the, and, the impressive thing is he's able to say that and still maintain his. The, the the gargantuan humility that he's got. It's a, well, yeah, it's amazing. Just, it just makes me feel really <laughs> sad that on your birthdays you have to keep losing. <laughs> you have to be embarrassed. Now, next hour. Yes, next hour. I got like the one for next hour because we remember the the song "Spirit" that was supposedly the yes. prelude to "Stairway to Heaven." Yes. Well, "Stairway to Heaven" itself ends up being the topic of discussion All next right. time on Case. Or no case. Now back to the show. So we're back talking about the couple who uh, asked for female embryos suing the fertility clinic for breach of contract, medical malpractice, and battery. Um, we started that at the end of our first hour. And, Todd, you wanted to bring up an issue about con- breach of contract. Yeah. Uh, and you want to discuss that. And I- I'm going to bring up a few quotes that are, you know, that they're talking that these, uh, this couple are, are bringing up. Yeah, so to the extent that this lawsuit that they filed involves breach of contract and is there liability, I guess the question here is, what did the fertility clinic promise? What did they charge for that promise? And what guarantees did they make that they could deliver on that promise at that price? And I'll I'll give you an example. So they wanted, the couple wanted a female embryo implanted. Now, putting aside... Uh, the reasons why they wanted it. Look, at this uh, clinic, they had their they had the right, and the clinic offered the service of implanting a female embryo. Now, if I'm just going to throw out numbers here, add as many zeros as you feel make this relevant to you and your case. Let's say that the the charge for just the implantation of an embryo, without knowing the gender, let's say that was fifty thousand dollars. And they come back in the in the clinic says, but if you want a specific gender, if you want a female embryo, it's going to be a hundred thousand because look, we, we got to we have to go through the process of creating these embryos and then finding one that's female and identify it and implant it. That's going to cost more. If they were charged extra money, and if the contract had a guarantee that that was the case, then I see 
that they may have a uh, a claim here because look you charged us for a service you said you could deliver on and you didn't deliver on it and you charge us extra for that and so i see that maybe the the difference here they they didn't they didn't make good on what they charged extra for i would also want to know in the contract if there's a liquidated damages clause and and what sort of guarantees were made? Did, was there language that said, look, there's always an inherent risk that maybe the gender is going to be wrong? And right. You, and you bear that. The contract language is going to be really important in deciding whether or not there is a breach of that contract. Now, this couple is also claiming intentional infliction of emotional distress as well. And they have a very compelling story about the emotional distress that the pregnant um, mother went through. During the pregnancy, feeling like her body was taken over, um, that it was – they were worried that it wasn't even the other partner's embryo, that it may have been a, a completely wrong embryo, you know, that was put in. And she discusses in detail about how traumatizing um, that was to her. Well, she said she, they didn't want a boy because the assaults, because of the socializ- socialization basically of boys – Constant socialization of a, what it means to be, quote, a real man. You know, um, oh, you know, he's a boy. Let let him hit you. Stuff like that they're bringing up. I, I worry about this little boy's uh, psychiatric, psychiatric yeah. issues that um, – and I wonder if that is being taken into consideration here. But here's what I say about this. And all, again, wh- what a situation here. You hope, hope uh, everything's wonderful. Um, but my, I believe the law is still this way, but I have to look. Um, you can't claim damages for having a child. Now, the question is, so what there's been lawsuits in the past for like your, uh, the pill wasn't working right or something happened when a woman took a pill and she got pregnant or the dad had a vasectomy and it didn't work, right? You can't generally sue because you had a child because that's that's not considered a damage. But the question is, is the different sex that you receive according to uh, the opposite of what your contract is nowadays, is that a damage? I My opinion, no. But who knows what... I mean, that's what I would say. I'm not saying that's what the law is because I don't know what the law is. But everything's moving so fast with technology. I think it's going to eventually, they're going to have to figure that out. When we come back, we're going to have a lot more to talk about, including uh, Bob Baffert and uh, the Kentucky Derby. Much more Radio Law Talk is coming up on this station and online at radiolawtalk.com. Commercials. Law Talk contains the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack Car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. 
It's a quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. It's a quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218, 800-711-9218, that's 800-711. Are you serious? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. So we're continuing on. Uh, We just talked about a a lesbian couple that... uh, had uh, sued a fertility clinic, but let's also look the, what's going on in Florida. Uh, the law passed about uh, kindergarten through third grade, um, and look, I'm I'm not going to get political with the way it depends upon what news organization is is uh, mentioning and how they they what they call it right uh, and what people call it. But um, just to let you know the there's been their first lawsuit has been brought forth to throw out the new Florida law that um, talks about basically, and this is why I want to be general because it's detailed what it can and can't of kindergarten through third grade. Let me tell you one thing. I'm going to say it. I don't care if it's politically correct or not. Guys, kindergarten through third grade, it has nothing to do with any, look, I don't think they should be told about anything. About <laughs> I let them grow up as little kids, man. Let them be little kids. Don't talk to them. It's not hetero or homosexual. Don't talk to them about any of that stuff. But again, I'm weird about that. You know, kindergarten through third grade. Maybe later on, that's an argument. But these are little tiny children. Let them grow up. Let them have a life. Let them not worry about any of that stuff. Now let's and talk some, about the other side of it. No, let me let me finish, and then I'll let you do my point. Okay. So you got kindergarten through third grade. I think that is too young to be talking about anything to do with sexuality. And I guess we can get into that issue. I just think – and and, I know, and let me jump on the other side just for a second before I let you go. I, I do understand that there are issues or maybe issues young that people, the kids need to be taught. But, man, it's, it's, not, it's not the issue – I think the issue is kindergarten through third grade. I, go ahead, Denise. Tell me why kindergarten through well, third grade. Well, little Cindy, and, and not, she's... Wait a minute, let me finish. And not just about homosexuality issues or LGBTQ, but about any um, issues uh, about sexuality. Or that sex even exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or matter. any of that yeah, stuff. Right, that, right. So let's not leave it to that. But let's leave it in generality. Well, little Cindy has two fathers. 
and she comes to school and she says, my daddy and my father. And she mentions that. Um, what if she's asking questions of the teacher? Perfect. You know, I mean, that's a very good example of why this could go wrong and, and astray. And perfect. The answer to that is very simple. Go ask your mom and dad. We're the school. We're not here to be your parents. But she doesn't have a mom to ask. That, 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 Go that, ask that your maybe, dad and father. Yeah, yeah. Ask your parents. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. right. Go ask your dad and father. That's exactly right. We have, we have a lot of schools willing to circumvent the role of parents. For example, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, did you hear this thing? Where they And maybe it's on our list if it is. I apologize. Where they said this. They said, parents don't have the right to know if their kids come to us questioning their sexuality. They have to earn that trust. The school board said the parents have to earn the trust of their own right. children. Right. So these are the kinds of things, the kinds of La Brea tar pits legally you step into when you start trying to define these things. It's, it's just the kindergarten through third grade is yeah. my issue. Yeah. So go ahead. But, but, Denise, that's a valid point. I don't, I don't disagree. That's not a valid point. And that's why it's so controversial, right? Go ahead, Doug. Yes. Well, I, so th- a lawsuit has been brought um, by the article that we have here says gay activist sues Florida to stop implementation of that law. And I, I think that the interesting thing here is going to be um, the group itself probably does not have standing. The group brings it on behalf of or for an individual. So they support that individual and bring it. I'm curious to see who the individual is that they bring it on because on behalf of, because who would have standing in this situation? Well, I I think the parents might have standing if they have children in the classroom. But if this is being if this lawsuit is being brought by somebody who has no children in any classroom, um, well, I question whether or not they have standing to bring it. They, they better be bringing it on some, upon somebody who says, I am personally affected right. by what is either being taught or prohibited from being taught in the classroom because I'm there and I'm either hearing this or not hearing this. I think that is better standing than somebody that has no affiliation with the schools at all, just doesn't like the law and wants to file a lawsuit enjoying it or prohibiting it. I'd like to see who is actually being represented in this lawsuit. It could be transgender teachers. It could be um, transgender parents. A gay couple. It could be, yes, exactly. It, uh, it, it, it could be a lot of people, actually. Let's, let's, say, let's say it's the transgender math teacher. Right. right. I'm sorry. I don't think he's got standing. No, he doesn't. This I think issue the parents... doesn't come up in math. I... It comes up in uh, in health class, maybe. It comes up in other areas, but it doesn't come up in math. I think a, a gay couple might have standing to bring this bring this up. If they have children in the that's school. That's what I'm saying. If they have yeah. children in, in the that, school. In that time frame. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. From kindergarten to third grade. Yeah. But here's the issue. You know, Here's the thing. Not the issue, but the I think I, teachers I, do, I all of them, it, to be honest with you, because it's it's a suppression of their speech as well. It's, well okay, it's, then, then if that's the case, Denise, can they talk about the opposite of what the LGBTQs uh, people say about this? So if you're saying it's a suppression of the teacher's speech, then why can't the teachers teach their other values if they don't agree with that? So can they do that? If that's is that a suppression of their speech? I, I think guess, it depends on what value. Then and, that's exactly that's what I'm saying. You can't. That's why I don't think the teachers have standing. But and, go ahead. and the law certainly prohibits a teacher who might be religious from going into a classroom and teaching that. Well, in addition to science, there's a school of thought out there that says God created the heavens and the earth. 
free of speech and freedom of religion, but teachers don't get to say that in school. They, they get shot down for that. So, you know, this well, they goes, can do both. This kind of goes as back. long as they teach both. They can. Oh, I don't think uh, they can. No, they, they can't. They can. There are some places where they can't. They do that. can't teach yeah. the God theory. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so there's an issue there about I, I get freedom of speech. This kind of goes back to an issue we talked about in the first hour with Laundry uh, Brian Laundry's parents competing interests. What happens when you have competing interests and rights and rights under the Constitution? And sometimes they give way, sometimes they don't. When it comes to teaching religious religious origins of the earth, yeah. The uh, the the creationists, so-called creationists. Well, that's super important. The the, the law comes in and says, "Yeah, well, you know what? The child's right to be free from hearing that supersedes your freedom of speech to say that, and so that doesn't get talked about in school." I think the same analysis is going to have to take place here with this. The lawsuit started. I don't know how the court's going to rule on it, but we'll see. Well, the interesting thing is, me, it's age too. It's age appropriate. This is why I'm thinking this, and again. I'm off on – I'm going to tell you right now I'm off on this. But but it's funny. I was thinking about this. <clears throat> Remember your sex education classes when we were young in the 70s? Now, Todd, you're younger. <clears throat> but I was taught sex education seventh grade. I will yep. never forget it. It was seventh grade when we first started hearing about sex education. I'm laughing going, okay, we were seventh grade. By the way, let's let's – Let's be real about this, right? That we already probably knew a lot of stuff, you know. From, well, we thought we from, did from the neighborhood, <laughs> the, from the, the neighborhood inform- kids, the, the informal, <laughs> yeah, the informal supplied education. by Mr. Hefner. But it was funny that they're now talking kindergarten here, and we were being taught it in seventh grade. Yeah. Well, I asked my mom for the first time where do babies come from when I was six, and I was in the back seat of our station wagon, and my mom about wrecked the car. <laughs> That's not a joke. Yeah. She, and she had a yeah. really good answer for me. She says babies are created out of love. When yeah. a man and a woman love each other, they can create a baby. And that was enough for me at six. But now it's changed. It's different because there's, uh, you know, there's a lesbian couple that love one another, are married, I and, know. and they so yeah. that it, it yeah. so yeah. I, you know I'm arguing. They go against, shopping at the baby I'm, store and order a girl baby. Yeah, I'm arguing. I'm <laughs> arguing against myself now. Right? They call the male pelican. <laughs> But anyway, it's interesting. Now we're talking kindergarten. It was seventh grade for me. And so- sophomore in high school. Sophomore in high sophomore school. In high oh, school. my gosh. That's so late. It was uh, it, the, the thing that I remember. It was in the biology class. It, here's a classic. You know, sometimes things happen to kids and they never live it down because they, they showed us that uh, the video where it starts, you know, how the baby's born. And it culminates with actually showing a birth. Wow. Right. Not unedited. You, you saw the birth. And I remember this guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he was sitting behind me. And as soon as they had it there, he says, oh, porn. And that guy became the pariah of every girl in that class. I Word bet. of that went around. He could not live that comment down at all. It was like, dude. You're going to regret saying that one word, and I, I don't think he ever got a date after that. Now, maybe people just... 
I think I was in Shut sixth up. grade when we had the start of uh, that kind of a class. Yeah, ours was, ours was seventh. There was mandatory in seventh. This was in That's, the Bay Area, and then yeah. mandatory at, at a sophomore. Well, also. and when yeah. Cal yeah. did it, they, he was too, huh? he was sitting in the wagon, and they were on their way no, in the plane. They put <laughs> pictographs on the walls of the cave. Come on, on the friend. cave. Bob Baffert, <laughs> Sue's Churchill Downs. We're coming back. Talk about that. Let's get away from all this controversial stuff. Let's talk about something else. Well, it's still interesting, and it people is want to know about it. So, and uh, there's legal issues with it. Exactly. And sets. I appreciate the fact we're able to discuss this like rational adults uh, <laughs> as we listen to Radio Law Talk on the line or at many great local radio stations whom we deeply respect. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny & Associate Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny & Associate Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny & Associates, we are experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800-616-4529. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. 
No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. HealthWarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Stop whining. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Uh, it seems like I'm doing a lot of the talking, but I guess I'm the main host, and I got my co-hosts that are actually better and smarter than I am. So I'm going to briefly lay this out, and you guys, one of you can talk about it. Bob Baffert is suing Churchill Downs. That's where the Kentucky Derby is run. And Bob Baffert, if you don't know, is a very famous uh, trainer of some phenomenal, uh, you know, horses. And his, his uh, whole uh, life has been about training winning uh horses and the guy i bet makes a buck or two well guess what happened his one of his main horses that he trained um by the name of uh medina spirit uh apparently uh, after the winning the kentucky derby was uh they the according to the veterinarians that checked on him found that uh he had some steroids, uh, legal steroids, still in his system. So who wants to talk about what? Now he's suing. Uh, Bob uh, Baffert is suing Churchill Downs. Why? Because the horse ran. He did the race. He won the race. And then after a period of time, they took away his um, his winning. And so he's suing. Yeah. He they, said, they, hey, this is a legal steroid. It's something that we use to help our horses. And he claims that that was in the pre-race filings. They, it was a prescribed God. medication by the veterinarian to deal, uh, to treat some ailment that it was disclosed. It was an ointment. Yeah, it was disclosed and that it didn't give him a, uh, the horse, Medina Spirit, didn't give him a, a leg up, no pun intended, on the competition. Just listen to these names, though. 1997 Silver Charm, 98 Real Quiet. 2002 War Emblem, uh, see 2015 American Pharaoh, 2018 Justify, 2020 Authentic. What are these? What about these? Those are all the names of horses that won the Kentucky Derby trained by Bob Baffert. Wow. So, I mean, he, he was an icon there. And now, 
under the suspension, he's not he has to be out of there for two years. Now, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Somebody who has had that track record of success. Yeah. You wonder if maybe he's throwing his weight around and, and Churchill Downs, the Kentucky Derby was trying to cool him down. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but his argument and Churchill Downs has said, this is a frivolous lawsuit and, you know, it, it doesn't have any merit. That's what everybody says well, yeah, in response. Look what this is going to do to the stud fees. He would have been otherwise able to charge when you say Kentucky Derby winner and now tainted. Well, no, he dies. Yeah, but he can't with Medina Spirit oh, because okay. well, never mind then. the horse died in December of a heart attack while training Raw in California. Training. Oh, boy. Yeah, which so. a heart attack? That's not a usual well, thing. It, it, it does happen to horses more than you would think. It does. Yeah. Well, here's this horse, three years old. He's looking at the. Oh, I'm going to be put out in the pasture. Look, I'll do all the running if I get those perks at the end of the. Uh, <laughs> and then he you know, keels over of a heart attack. Man, you know, it, you know, it's it's tough for horses. But you know anyway. what they do though? They are smart. They do. I guarantee they have frozen sperm of that horse. They, I would think so. They yeah, they do that for for top cattle. I know that they, they do. do I, I just as long as they're promising, it's not a male or female embryo. I, you know, I think that they're <laughs> exactly right. they ought to be, ought to be or, okay. Or a, a dog instead of a horse. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody gets the ultrasound there. I wanted a. I wanted a girl. You're telling me I'm having a horse? You know, that, that would be problematic. And it's a chicken. No, wait a minute. Good no. heavens! Oh my gosh! Where did that go? <laughs> Judge denies. Uh, Miss Maxwell's bid for a new trial. Let's let's move on to that one. This one, here's where Denise, Todd, and I all look at each other and went, whoa. And what we thought was if anything should have been overturned, this one should have Absolutely. for a number number of reasons. So, Denise, let's go, go over kind of the, the background of this. Or, well, Ghislaine you... Maxwell uh, was the – Alleged cohort of Jeffrey Epstein, um, she was being tried in the criminal matter for um, human tra- trafficking and setting up um, girls, young girls, to be, um, you know, sexually assaulted abused. by Epstein. Yeah, abused by him. Yeah, and, it, and it's, the facts are really not nice. Um, and there was a lot of victims. There's not just a few. We're talking a lot of victims that were involved. And it is kind of a horrendous situation. Um, but what happened at the trial is that there's this one particular juror who answered no to questions about having been sexually assaulted, um, certainly questions that would have raised questions for the uh, attorneys to ask of him, and he didn't answer them honestly. But he claims he flew through the questionnaire and didn't realize that he wasn't being honest. And so he also, in the juror room, he made statements to the press after the, after the jury that in the juror room he had said the other jurors couldn't figure out how come a victim or these victims didn't remember things or recall things very well. And me, being a victim, I had to tell them that that was extremely likely because you try to suppress those type of things and, and you don't always your memory is not always the best. Um, but that didn't mean they weren't victims. And this verdict of guilty um, is like a winning for all victims out there, including myself, right? right? So he gave evidence to the other jurors in the jury room. Because the jury cannot take out, take any other evidence other than what was presented in the courtroom, right, Denise? Right, that's the at issue. trial. It had to be just during trial. 
and this is outside of trial, and it's an evidence that was not admitted into evidence by the judge. And he's, so, a, he's essentially acting as an expert witness without counsel, without the judge, in the jury room, educating the jurors on why people might forget but how they're still telling the truth. Exactly. That's a problem. Huge it's a huge problem. problem. And we all agreed. We thought for sure this is um, going to be you know, set aside and then there would be a new trial. So – Maxwell's attorneys, what they're supposed to do, they made a motion for new trial. And even the prosecution said in the beginning that there was problems with this juror. And the prosecution wins. And no new trial is granted by the judge. And the only thing I can think of, this is me just opining, is that there are some judges that will put the burden of appeal on the defense. And there are some judges that will put the burden of appeal on the state because there's more money with the state, right? And they have, um, you know, basically unlimited resources. So I just feel in this particular case, the judge decided I'm going to put the burden of appeal on the defendant. That's what I think. I, I see. Look, this is not good for Miss Maxwell. And, and I certainly don't want anybody to think that I am. You know, saying poor Miss Maxwell. I, my concern with this is the effect that jurors doing this that it has on the legal system as a whole. Putting this case aside, th this shouldn't be happening with jurors getting on cases and then opining about their essentially acting as expert witnesses in the jury room. And the silver lining in this here is that. If the judge had cited for Maxwell, the likelihood that the state would appeal this is probably pretty low. They just do another trial. I, I think that that likelihood would be pretty low since they had previously made statements that, yeah, we, yeah we'd start an investigation too. So by citing for the uh, state or for the government, then Maxwell appeals it. This is this issue about jurors not answering questions. It's it's not isolated to this case over on the West Coast. We've got this with the Scott Peterson trial, and it's happening in other trials. And the benefit from this is there's the ability now for this to be appealed and to get some case law through the appellate courts as guidance to trial courts of what to do when jurors are less than truthful on their jury questionnaires because it's been difficult for courts to grapple with this because there isn't a lot. Especially, Todd and Denise, when it's directly on point. It's not like this juror lied about, or uh, I'm not going to say the word lied, mistakenly um, didn't mark something be that had nothing really to do with the case at hand. This is a direct relationship on or and or about this case and a very very prominent public case yes you know and um so you know what this means this means that you agree with me todd i do and i we all agree <laughs> isn't that great wow <laughs> that's so exciting well our number three is coming really fast and we're oh, going to wow. talk a little bit about uh a utah rancher his children and he fighting with lawsuits and protesters suing the police departments. And by the way, a jury verdict is in. We'll tell you about the verdict. We'll be back, hour three. Radio Law Talk resumes at six minutes after the next hour on many local radio stations and on radiolawtalk.com, where you can listen to all of our previous shows uh, at no charge. Radiolawtalk.com, all set up for you there. We'll be back at six minutes after the next hour.
You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. for over three years about my pillow and the great products they have there are some great specials right now when you go to mypillow.com slash radio specials you can find giza dream sheets as low as 39.99 six piece my pillow towel sets deeply discounted 39.95 and of course half price my slippers which make my feet feel wonderful all sorts of great products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, a MyPillow for the rest of your body. Go to MyPillow.com slash radio specials. That's MyPillow.com slash radio specials. Use my promo code USA or you can call 1-800-951-8175. That's 1-800-951-8175. MyPillow.com slash radio specials. Promo code USA.